It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seven eight minutes past eight o'clock. Let's go to Stephen Hunt here. Obviously, a TAB bookie and very good one at that. Uh, racing lifer, we'll call him. Morning, Stephen. How you doing? Morning, Lee. Very well. Very well. Thank you. Hey, I can only assume you haven't watched too much or you haven't had to suffer through too many harness racing bits this week. Um, so you'll be fresh and your, your, yeah, your brain won't be aged and your ticker won't be aged today. Uh, going back last Saturday, though, you did have to watch Crow Shitty and you obviously didn't want to get him beat because he's a wonderful horse. But it, it, it couldn't have worked out much better for Crow Shitty in the end, could it? No, probably not. Uh, look, there was uh, plenty of trepidation around Crochetti whether he'd get a strong mile, uh, and he definitely had to tick that box the way the race was run. They've gone out very strong early stages on my scale. They went out 16th faster than open class standard to the 600, um, and they've run the last 634 and changed. So, look, uh, the opposition got what they wanted in terms of trying to test Crochetti at the mile, uh, but he, he certainly delivered, uh, and he's a proven miler against his own age, so that opens a lot of doors in terms of what unfolds in the next six to, six to ten months. Um, but, look, I'm, no, I'm not surprised the connections have opted just to set him back a, a target in terms of distance range into 1,200 metres uh, next start in the El Manzor Trophy on Karakan Million Night and then testing uh, the waters in terms of taking on the older horses in the BCD Sprint at Tadapa over 1,400 metres, when the likes of Imperatriz doing her trade over in Australia, Louis, and also a couple of our high-profile sprinters in the last two to three years retiring in the last six to 12 months to the Broodmere Band, there's a nice little opportunity for a three-year-old to take on the older horses. And I just feel there's a little bit of a vibe around a crochety to what we found and extravagant a few years ago when winning the Guineas, but look, he did it on class that year, extravagant. Mm. He was a sprinter, and he got the job done a few months later taking on the older horses at Tadapa over 1,400 metres. So, look, I like the uh, the option the, the the connections are going towards. Um, but back to last Saturday, he deserved, all, he deserved that. He was uh, unbeaten leading into that race. He's now won six from six. There's some nice tickets landing on Chris Shetty because I think he was hanging out at 21.26 at the start of this campaign. Yeah, he, he definitely, um, Mick had kind of floated him to us, I think at 21s, um, before one of those Rurikaka runs, and yeah, he, he just delivered through the preparation, didn't he? So we go to the 1,000 guineas today, mate, ah, as I smash my shin on my desk, um, and we have the Phillies go round. Now, the record and track, from the years you've watched this carnival, when it comes to 1,000 guineas and you get a big field like this, as Tim pointed out, it's race 27 of the week. There's a massive easterly going to be blowing in their face today. Will there be pressure to your best guess? And would you like to be running on and running on with cover and out wide? Look, I, I thought the track at this stage, Louis, has played tremendously well over the first two days. They've held the temptation, the curators, etc., at Rickerton to keep the rail in the true position. Um, I think it will just come down to tempo. I don't want to read too much into how the track's going to unfold slash play today. Uh, you look back on the middle day on Wednesday and you had a horse like Pinchura hugging the rail and leading and winning. And that was down to tempo related. So 
Look, I think overall, if you look at it on a map scale, I think they'll run even fractions to the 600. So that should give most horses their opportunity, whether they're leading, midfield, or in the back third. The likes of Illicit Dreams, Star of Justice, Luberon, Viva Vienna, they profile for horses that will want to go forward and try and get a nice spot, maybe potentially leading in the first two or getting some cover in the first four. And those four horses I've mentioned have all drawn widish gates. So naturally that will create a bit of heat in the first furlong or two. So we should get an even run tempo throughout. So like I say, it will should should be favourable for most runners. So I wouldn't get put off if you've got a bat marker, a horse that likes to sit on speed. You will see how the first half of the day unfolds in terms of how the track's playing. As I mentioned, it's back in the true position. It's been like that for the whole carnival. You'd think naturally the sweet spot might be two or three metres off the rail, but look, I don't want to get too complicated in how the track's playing. I thought it's played tremendously well in the first two days. Okay, that's fair enough. On what you've seen and what they have their performance ratings so far, can you find two, three, four, four horses, fillies here that are a cut above the rest? I think if you look at it in terms of races, the soliloquy heads the market. Um, it rates roughly around about one and a half, two lengths superior to the likes of the Barnswood Farm and a couple of other horses that come through maiden races. So naturally you're going to look at Impenda Bell, Molly Bloom, Luberon, those horses that have come out of the soliloquy running the first three or four. Obviously Luberon had the difficulties of being a bit green and shifting out to the outside rail. I see sideways go on Luberon. Um, and... And she, and, and look, I think her best run to, to date uh, as a three-year-old, the way she's run truly was at Parapa first, uh, first up, Luberon. So I'm willing to forgive her, and a lot of punters have done that. I think 1600 is no drummers when we're being by embellished and looking on the pedigree on the damn side. So I think naturally you've got to gravitate towards the soliloquy. I think my number one selection would be Molly Bloom. I've just been waiting for the source to get to reckoning over 1600 metres on a big roomy track. But I think the best each way play, or the one by three, one by four play, is Grand, uh, Grand Gallo. Uh, yeah. Won a very impressive maiden race at Tauranga last start. Was very stiff first up at Tauranga. It produced the best closing splits when it won at Tauranga last start. It rated 2.4 lengths above maiden class, which when you compare it to the soliloquy, needs to find one, one and a half lengths. So it's not a massive leap for Grand Gallo. The blinkers go on, and from that map with Jonathan uh, Parks aboard, I think she can get a nice suck in behind the first three or four in running. So I think Grand Gallo had a nice one by three, one by four play. I think currently was sitting at sixteen dollars would be my bet heading into the Group One today. Now, Hunter, you, you've you've found one there because when I was doing my homework around Molly Bloom before we had a couple of bets, um, they were just very quick to remind me that the other filly is going the right way as well, and. Not to say that they should be on the same, um, you know, line of betting or anything, because obviously not. But uh, she is on the way up, and being a Bellato filly, she will also love that sort of distance. Um, very, very exciting day. New Zealand Cup as well. Always a great race. Uh, big field. Oh, you just don't want to be. You just don't want horses coming back on you. You need luck in this race, don't you? You do. You do. Um, it's a difficult race to assess because we talk about tempo, etc., and it was basically a glorified crawl and sprint in the Metro seven days ago, yeah. the key lead-up race. And I think that's what's going to unfold in the Cup. I don't see horses that are including themselves in the race in the New Zealand Cup this year from the north are going to generate too much tempo to the 600. So I've naturally got Eulogy Show, uh, JBG, who will look to go forward, uh, Malfa Rosa, Osa Savvy. I think those two will look to come across from Sticky Gates. But as soon as they find a position, the brakes will get put on. So... 
Uh, you look at the metro at the top of the straight, the Metropolitan last Saturday, you could throw a blanket basically over the whole field and it became a sprint home. So I think there will be luck in running how you position. Will you get the right break at the right time at the last two, three hundred splits? We saw that with the favourite Nesty Egg. Now, he looked in a bother of... Uh, of, uh, of dramas that are roughly around about the 300 metre mark last Saturday. He got the split late, luckily, with Warren Kennedy aboard. Uh, but another day, uh, he could have found traffic and not got that run. So it's a mudly old race. Um, you've got a couple of horses that include themselves that are proven at two miles. The Waisakis of this world, who we know has won a Wellington Cup. Uh, and also, uh, you are a star who, who's won an Auckland Cup two or three, uh, star, uh, two or three seasons ago. So, look, you are a star is... Uh, it's a horse that I, if you look at the, and Thad will touch on this later in your show, Louis, if you look at the futures markets, this has been its one grand final. Um, it's now had four starts in, but its last three starts it's been over ground carrying 60 kilograms with the presence of LJ, it gets down to 56 and a half. It looks to be a set plan. The money on it in terms of the futures has been enormous. It's currently our worst liability when it comes to futures betting. You are a star. I just don't think they've had a, a huge amount of intent interest in lead-up races until now. And it looks to be a perfectly planned situation where you are a star can win its second feature race over two miles throughout its campaign or throughout its career. Mm, I love a horse. I love backing a horse that I know will get the trip, and especially one with a a, a nice soft draw if there's not going to be heaps of uh, speed on. Uh, Hunty, very, very good, mate. Uh, we'll let you crack on. We're going to catch up with Sam Williams in just a second, but before we do, uh, we can't ignore Tauranga, cool sign Mav, uh, up in the Wait for Age uh, Classic there, which is always good to see a proper horse go around, and uh, the Gartshield Tauranga Stakes, that is a race seven. And I noticed, mate, that when I was watching Trackside religiously as I do. Your best bet of the week was Desert Lightning again. Now, I was pretty keen on Desert Lightning. Allegedly, it's not going to get heavy there today. It's just kind of showery. Does the track put you off Desert Lightning or all? Not really. Uh, not if it stays in the soft range. If it got worse than seven, say in the eight range, I'd be a little bit concerned because, look, he's never raced on anything worse than a five. Uh, pedigree suggests he should be okay in that soft range. Um, look, he, he's a class horse. He could be one of our stars in the next six to 12 months, Desert Lightning. As we know, he comes out of that fantastic three-year-old crop from last season. He didn't get the highlights uh, purely because he was running bridesmaid in that top three or four behind some superstars and pro and Legato, etc. But, um, look, his, his time might have come. He's developed into a beautiful four-year-old now, uh, Pete and Dawn Williams, uh, can be quite precious on their horses at times uh, and just play the patient game, and they might be rewarded in the next 6 to 12 months of Desert Lightning. I loved his first up run. Yes, he found himself in the ideal position in a very soft to the 600 run and then sprint home when he set outside the leader. Whether he gets that spot on the map on uh, this afternoon remains to be seen. Um, I think Mercurial's probably the danger horse because of the rain or the showers that are hitting Tauranga right now, but uh, look, he's got so much upside, Desert Lightning, he'd only have to improve fractionally from his first up run to be winning this, and he's, that's why he's, he's accordingly paying $2.30. Beautiful stuff. Stephen Hunt, 